0: Did you ever wonder how you could put up with such abuse? Did you ever look back and be like, it doesn't even make sense. Why would I let someone do this to me? Why would I let someone be so rude to me, be so mean, be so abusive, mentally, emotionally, physically? How did I get to the place where I'd actually accept this? How did I miss all the signs? A lot of times people don't realize that narcissists, sociopaths, psychopaths, toxic people in general, a lot of times have a very inept way at baiting you to accept their abuse. And then as a result, you get to the place where you've been abused for a period of time and you've been accepting it and it starts to feel like the norm until you start waking up until you start getting out of it. And you look back and you're like, wow, I don't even understand how I survived that or how I put up with that or I must have been crazy because of what happened. If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self narcissist on this channel to provide awareness, growth, healing, and change. And this is the goal of Raw Motivations. It's to help bring awareness on all the different platforms, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn. Check us out on Raw Motivations. And this is the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, under Raw Motivations. If you want to be a part of a community, download the NARC app. You can look it up at narcapp.com, N-A-R-C-A-P-P.com narcapp.com stands for narcissistic abuse recovery community community of like-minded people to help you heal grow and change get advice encouragement courses accountability weekly lives monthly coaching monthly group coaching across the globe would love to be able to help you join that but else help you join to grow to heal to change to develop yourself as you get out from the crazy making of narcissistic abuse If you want to talk to me one-on-one, you can click down the link in the bio. I would love to interact with you be able to help be an agent of change in your life as you continue to grow, heal, and change and move down that road. Doesn't it feel crazy sometimes looking back and being like, how did I accept that? Like, why did I put up with that? You see, a narcissist does a couple different things we're going to talk about today. Okay, I'm going to give you three things that the narcissist does with grooming you, with indirect persuasion, with testing the waters. I want to touch base on those couple things to actually show how they set you up to accept their abuse. And I want to talk to you about four different things to try to help like really ground you and solidify you at the very end. You see, a narcissist grooms you. A narcissist plans and goes through a regular process, whether it's always super intentional or whether it's just habitual at this point. The narcissist grooms you a lot of times there'll be several things that will happen it'll be a connecting point of showing hey we have so much in common so that you feel like you're madly in love so you feel like so connected to this person a lot of times the narcissist will come alongside and share hey we have the same ideas we have the same hopes and dreams like you want to go backpacking across europe i want to go backpacking across europe you want to do this I want to do this. And all of a sudden, you realize, like, whoa, like, we're so aligned more than I've been aligned with anybody else. And it creates a high, it creates a euphoria that people latch onto. And then when they get out of the relationship, they're like, that was the best thing ever. I've never been so connected to another person. And, and the problem is, you need to realize that's because that doesn't typically happen because it's also not real. Sometimes the narcissist will play off of your empathy off of your insecurities by establishing that they struggle with the same things. Typically, you see this early on in the grooming stage of where they're trying to connect with you of showing like, hey, like I have the same fear. I struggle with the same thing. Like, like you struggle with that. Like that's something I've been struggling with too. Like your pain is that way. My pain is that way too. And more, right? They always try to like one up. But that grooming aspect happens a lot of times to make you get to the place of like, wow, we are connected. This is the this is the trauma bond forming. And they do that with the positive reinforcement of building you up. They build up a pedestal of you so high, and then they tear the pedestal down. And then you're wondering, how do I get back up to something that actually never existed to start off with? Because their praise was false. Just doing it to get something out of you. A lot of times they'll idealize experiences. They'll they'll pump you up. They'll love bomb. They'll put all these things into it to be like, hey, we're so connected. We're even soulmates. We're, we're tied together. It's destiny. It's fate. They would use all these things to groom you into thinking that this relationship is the number one relationship in your life. That's why they isolate. That's why you bring it down. They use this to groom you to be like, hey, this is the only person that I can be connected with. The way you keep coming back to them. You see, a narcissist wants to walk you along that process so that you are stuck. They'll do this in the relationship by grooming you. They'll also do it by indirect persuasion. This is the idea of teaching you how to live based on what they say. Okay, so this isn't overt, excuse me, this isn't overt on like, hey, like, you need to live this way. You need to stop bringing drama into my life. No, they'll be like, wow, you know. My ex I mean, brought so much drama into our lives. I'm really glad that we don't struggle with that. That's actually not a compliment. What that is is that slowly telling you, "Hey, don't be dramatic, or don't come across as dramatic, or don't let me call you dramatic," because then you're just like my ex. You know, my ex was always so clingy, so needy. Like she wanted me all the time. It was like twenty-four-seven. It was on the on the phone. I'm glad we're not that way. I'm glad you're not needy like that. You know, she used to nag me about, you know, getting stuff done like right away or going and getting a job. Like all this stuff, like she used to nag 24-7. Like, I'm really glad you don't nag and you don't like, you know, come at me like that. I'm really glad we don't fight. We don't fight at all, like my, like my past relationships. Man, like those were awful. They'll use different things like this to be able to persuade and to be able to put things into your mind and understand, hey, if you don't live like this, then you're just like my ex. And it shows you over a period of time, hey, I don't want to be this way. I don't want to be like the ex. I don't want to lose this person because I love them so much. So I'm going to hold on tighter and I'm going to sacrifice myself for those things. Because the narcissist gets you to accept their abuse by grooming you, by showing you the indirect persuasion of how you're supposed to live, but they also do that in an inept way of testing the waters, okay? And this is where a narcissist will start to put out different things to make you uncomfortable and to, to see and to gauge what's actually going to happen. A lot of times, these are like the subtle digs, or these are like the small comments. These are like the remarks. These are the names they call you, and then they use it in jest. And the thing is that they're looking for people that don't stand up and don't defend themselves. A narcissist loves someone that they can just roll over time and time and time again because they mean, oh, this person is a great servant to me, and I can do whatever I want to them. That's what a narcissist looks like. Narcissists, again, narcissists don't look for people with with power, with beauty, with all this kind of stuff. Narcissists look for people that don't have boundaries and don't know who they are because those are the easiest people in the world to control. That's what a narcissist looks for. And as a result, because of the grooming, because the indirect persuasion, because of all this, you'll feel at your place of like, I'm more invested in the relationship than actually standing up for yourself. And as a result, they'll start to get away with a lot of stuff that they shouldn't get away with because you want to keep that relationship versus actually understand what's going on. Maybe they'll call you names. Maybe they'll take digs at your character, at your intelligence. They'll do sm- subtle things to kind of tear you down. And when you respond and when you give like a negative reaction of like, whoa, why would you do that? It all of a sudden switches of like, I'm obviously joking. Like, why are you being so sensitive? Like, it was just a joke. They'll bring things into it to be like, oh, I'm testing your boundaries. And when you respond, they're like, whoa, like your boundaries are a little ridiculous. Like, I'm just having fun here, but they're not. They're slowly working on tearing you down so that you comply at what they want you to do on a day to day basis. And what it does is it makes you doubt yourself. It makes you doubt who you actually are. It makes you doubt your self-worth. It makes you doubt your gut. That's like firing off being like, they're cheating. They're lying. They're, they're yelling at me. They're giving names like, like, but, 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 but maybe it's okay because they said they love me. And this is how the trauma bond gets formed. Because what will happen is you'll brush away the warning signs determining that this time you're the person that's going to be different. You're the person that's going to fix them. You're the person that's going to keep them happy. You're the person that's going to save them. And let me tell you right now, you're not. And you never will be. You can't save a narcissist and you can't force them to change. What you can change is yourself. To stand up for yourself, to defend, to grow, to heal and change, and that's on you. To choose to do on a day-to-day basis. So I mentioned I was going to give you four things, okay? First thing is the truth. Understand that you were actually groomed. Understand that a lot of things actually happen in the relationship to bring you to the place of addiction, okay? That's the first thing. Second thing is grace. To give yourself grace based on what you know now. Too many people look at what they know now, and they look at the past, and they're like, wow, I was such an idiot because I missed the red flags. Well, you didn't know to look for red flags at that point. And you need to give yourself grace because you cannot judge yourself on the past based on knowledge you now know in the present. It's not fair and it's illogical. Just like you don't get upset at yourself when you were four years old because you didn't know algebra. You don't look at yourself and be like, man, I was stupid for not knowing algebra. No, you didn't have the education. Well, you need to understand that's what you're doing in the relationship when you look back and you get mad at yourself for not seeing the signs that you couldn't have seen because you didn't have the education at that time of what you were actually dealing with. Truth. Grace, you're not crazy. I think it's one of the biggest things a lot of survivors need to hear is understanding getting out of the relationship. You are not crazy. You've been put in a situation that's made you respond and made you feel and made you act crazy, but that doesn't mean that you're actually crazy. That means the person that has been in your life has made you push to that place and has brought you to that place to make you feel that way. But it is not a true statement that you are crazy. The last one I want to tell you is you're not alone. So people that I talk to every single week, a lot of times feel like they're alone. That's why we connect them to community. That's why we help them heal, grow, and change. Because the goal is that you understand the truth, that you give yourself grace, that you know you're not crazy, and you understand you're alone. And all those four things together are a powerful force to help you heal, grow, and change.